Brought to you by the WZIP Sports Team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Over well, I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the Steelers. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Sports Power Talk is in overtime, and we are here to discuss a sport that hasn't been covered by WZIP Sports since December 14th, 2021. I was on that podcast when we previewed Winter is Coming, and now we are finally back with more professional wrestling content. My name is Jacob Marin, and I couldn't be happier to host this edition of SBT Rewind. I'm joined by some wrestling fans. They're also sports analysts. They are Alex Henry. What's up, everybody? And Logan Buchanan. Thanks for having me. All right. We are here today to preview the pay-per-view that has put this company on the map. They are returning to the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas for the fourth edition of Double or Nothing. That's right. We are here to preview, break down, and predict everything All Elite Wrestling as it refers to this Sunday's massive pay-per-view. But first, as we are recording this on Monday, there are still things up in the air in terms of the card for Sunday's show. So let's talk about the action coming this week on Dynamite. Also, I want to get your opinion on last week's wildcard Dynamite as the Jokers were Johnny Elite, better known as John Morrison, and Maki Ito. What did you guys make of the Jokers last week? Logan, I know you have some hot takes when it comes to the Jokers. Yeah, I think... I think both Jokers were a total flop, honestly. Interesting. Um, I think that having Baker's old tag partner was a good choice, um, but they could have capitalized on that story a little more, whereas Johnny Elite was... The way they presented him, it was Johnny Gargano's coming out, and that's why he got the pop he did. So I didn't watch this wildcard Dynamite live, and I got a notification and I was super upset because it said hashtag Johnny elite on, I got a BR notification, hashtag Johnny elite. I was like, Oh sweet. It was Gargano. And then I watched it maybe like at 11 PM that night. Mm. It was the first match it said Johnny elite. And yeah. then John Morrison comes out. I'm like, what in the world? And yeah. apparently like AW's Twitter messed up too. Yeah, I saw that. It at said Johnny at, Gargano. At Gargano is here. Um, but honestly I didn't hate it just because I like, so if there's a wrestler, and I can choose a particular like um, archetype for that wrestler. It's always going to be a high flying one, mm. and it's always going to be those wrestlers that do a lot of crazy things. That's why my favorite wrestler is Sammy Guevara, even though I hate what he's doing right now. I know it's pretty bad, um, but no, like John Morrison, I love what he's able to do. I know he flopped on that one move in the match. Yeah, pretty don't, hard. Don't get me wrong. I I'm not saying that I didn't like that it was Johnny Elite, Johnny Nitro, yeah. Johnny. Uh, whatever Johnny um, whatever companies in <laughs> but right when I saw he was coming out I was like Joe's winning it was such a predictable outcome yeah just seeing who was coming out um I don't know how many people would have beaten Joe though because that's a tough matchup and I is. feel like Joe would have beaten almost any joker that would have come out who were you expecting going into the men's tournament as the joker 
So going into the joke into the tournament, I had three guys in mind. It was um, at first I thought it was going to be Omega because he was going to take some time off. He wasn't like actually injured, so his time his time frame right now is kind of up in the air. Um, I knew Miro was going to get healthy soon, and I saw the announcement that Johnny Gargano was no longer uh, with WWE. He was a free agent at that point, so I thought it was I thought it was going to be Gargano, but we got a different Johnny. Yeah, I was expecting to see one of three men, um, Johnny Gargano, Miro, or Cesaro, maybe. I don't know where his non-compete clause is going, but I think regardless, we're going to see Cesaro, maybe Gargano, too, in AEW one day. Um, I was at Beach Break in Cleveland in January, and the amount of Gargano signs there were and the chance um, didn't show up that night. Instead, we got Danhausen that night. Um, Beach Break was a good time. Uh, I'll go to you, Alex, though. What do you think of Johnny Elite making his debut in AEW? Yeah, I like it. Um, I like him as a wrestler. I do agree, Logan. I kind of think it could have been presented better. Um, but besides that, Jake, I love a high flyer. I think it's yeah. good for the company. I didn't know that. They said on the broadcast that he also does parkour, so that was pretty You sick. didn't know he did parkour? No. Yeah, he was one of the um, – so when parkour was getting – you know parkour videos on YouTube when yeah. they were getting big. Yeah. Um, he was like, they would show him backstage in WWE just jumping around and climbing stuff. Interesting. And yeah, it was kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely digged his storyline with The Miz in WWE. Mm. Um, obviously been bouncing around since. I'd like to see AEW kind of pick him up for the long haul, but I feel like he's more of just an independent scene wrestler now. He's mm. going to bounce around, do what he wants at this stage in his career. Um, but yeah, I do think uh, Johnny Elite showed out in that match. A little bit underwhelming, uh, but let's talk about the women's Joker and Maki Ito. Like you said, it kind of made sense, the old tag partner with Britt Baker. But the one thing about Ito that I just can't stand. So I enjoyed her mocking Baker in the ring, and her gimmick of having an iron head was pretty entertaining as well. But her entrance oh, man. makes me want to just turn off the program. Well, uh, they said it on, I don't know if you caught it, um, but she was a pop a star. A pop star, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool that they brought that into her gimmick, but having her sing while her theme song's also singing. It's so and... bad. It's the most annoying thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It's her corny. Her screaming those lyrics while her actual entrance is playing it yeah, it just yeah. turned it's me not off like, right it's away. It's not like our truth where he has a background and he's right, doing right. it. It's they're doing the exact same thing and they're off each other. So it's, yeah, do like a karaoke version of it or something. Yeah. Instead, she's running out with her music playing and she's singing to it. Plus, like with the Joker, there's some suspense there. So like they did it right with Johnny Elite coming out. They said Johnny Elite and then slowly have him walk out a couple seconds later mm-hmm. with Maki here. It was literally her entrance music came out. She ran right out with a microphone and started screaming. And I was like, what <laughs> is going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. For the women's, though, were you happy to see Makito? A little bit disappointed. What would you make of that? Um, so I didn't have as many hopes for the women's Joker. I thought maybe Candice LeRae. But otherwise, yeah. no one's really been away. No one's huge. So I think having it against Baker and having it be... Uh, like I said, her former tag team partner, its storyline makes sense. Um, so I don't think it was too bad. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Any takes on the women's Joker, Alex? No, I 100% agree. It's not like expectations were really super high to begin with. So you kind of just take what you get. 
Yeah. So as I said, we do have to talk about this week's Dynamite before we get into the Double or Nothing breakdown and predictions because Double or Nothing is still somewhat an open card with matches that probably are going to happen but not set in stone quite yet. So this Wednesday in two days, Wardlow, Cleveland own, uh, will take on Sean Spears in a steel cage match with MJF as a special referee. Um, I have two fantasy bookings for this match, but I don't want to get into it quite yet. Uh, first off, I want to get your guys' predictions and breakdown of what you expect from the steel cage. Mm. I'll give my fantasy bookings and see which one you guys like the most. Yeah, it's uh, it's got to be Wardlow. I mean, the MJF-Wardlow match has to happen. Um, I think what's going to happen since uh, MJF is the special guest res- referee is we're going to get like an old school Austin McMahon where Wardlow grabs MJF's hand and smacks it on the mat to get the pin. Um, Interesting. Because I don't think, I don't think AEW does escape the cage. I think it's pin or submission, isn't it? They always change the rules. Um, I'd like to say that escape the cage is an option. Mm. Um, I hope it is because that's one of my fantasy bookings. Oh. <laughs> um, but no, I think it would be a waste to have Spears win this match and lose that potential MJF Wardlow matchup Absolutely. at double or nothing. I mean, it's all going towards that. I know MJF tweeted out saying that if Wardlow even touches him, then the match is off. Mm-hmm. So maybe he'll like grabbing his wrist one, two, three. Maybe that won't. That's crossing the line. We'll have to see. Uh, but Alex, who do you think is going to win? And how can Wardlow maybe win this one with MJF as the ref? It's got to be Wardlow. Yeah. I mean, they've been hyping it. We all kind of know it's going to happen. We just don't know how it's going to happen. Right. All right. Fantasy booking time. I want you guys' thoughts on these two fantasy bookings. So I have one that I came up with that I absolutely love. And then another one, just in case the first one doesn't happen because I don't think the first one's too realistic. So I'll do the one that um, I think is more realistic first. So MJF actually knocks out Wardlow with the the Dynamite Diamond Ring in the match. Um, But Spears has already been powerbombed. He's gone through the symphony. Spears is knocked out himself laying on the ground. And as Wardlow goes for that pin, boom, Wardlow gets knocked out from the Dynamite Diamond Ring. And what happens here is Tony Khan makes an appearance. Tony Khan comes out and reveals that the newest member of the AEW roster is Wardlow. Wardlow is hashtag all elite, and he gets the match, and his entrance music plays as he powerbombs MJF. I I can see that so happening. That's one. I know Tony Khan doesn't make many on-air appearances, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know if that would really happen, but I love the whole... Because right now, it seems like Wardlow isn't all elite. He's more so under MJF. They've been playing mm-hmm. it that way ever since and his entrance music hasn't played in a couple weeks right so you have him come out say he's the newest member of aw boom his music hits he power bombs mjf match is set for double or nothing let's go yeah so that's one fantasy booking but i like this other one a little bit more so wardlow knocks out spears after power bombing him however many times you know five times whatever um so spears is knocked out right mjf jumps on wardlow's back trying to choke him out as the ref trying to choke him out, do whatever he can. And Wardlow carries MJF on his back as he scales the cage and escapes for the win. That's my favorite one. I don't know if it's physically possible for Wardlow (laughs) to carry MJF on his back as he climbs the cage and leaves. Cause he can't touch, he can't touch him. Mm -hmm. But if Spears is knocked out, I don't think MJF is going to do the one, two, three. 
and maybe escaping is the only option for him to win. Mm -hmm. So if he scales the cage, MJF is going to try and stop that from happening. I think if he just jumps on his back and goes for the ride as he scales the cage and then jumps down, wins the match, MJF is just standing right there. Boom, they're facing off right there outside of the cage with Sean Spears knocked out in the middle of the ring. Match is set for double or nothing. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite one. I just don't know if it'll happen. I like the con coming out one a little bit more just because you have the heat of MJF screwed Wardlow. You have Tony Khan coming out, and then you get the Wardlow pop. Although, I do think you could do the MJF on the back, but maybe instead of scaling the cage, although that would be better, maybe breaking the door, like Wardlow kicks it down or something and just, like, has to drag MJF out with him. Yeah, I don't hate that. I think just him dragging him out with him to win, I just want to see that happen. Mm -hmm. And, like, going into the whipping that happened last Wednesday, I was... Going into that, I was like, oh, my God, I so hope that Wardlow doesn't have any reaction to any of those lashes. And that's exactly what happened. So I kind of got that one right. I was like, he's not going to have a reaction to any of these belt whippings. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. So I'm hoping one of these things happen. Um, Alex, which one do you like more, him carrying him or Tony Khan coming out? I think him carrying him would be so awesome. Also, like, or breaking through a cage door, that'd be pretty sick. But either way, just hyping up the match with some, like, hardcore physical interaction between Wardlow and MJF. Like, I just want to see them kind of kind of get their hands on each other a little bit before they fight each other. I don't know. I don't think I don't think uh, Wardlow should get his hands on MJF yet. Not yet. I think that Pop needs to wait for Double or Nothing, and yeah. I think that's part of, like, the contract yeah. that he can't touch him until right. Double or Nothing, so we'll see what happens there. But MJF can touch Wardlow. Mm-hmm. He can carry Wardlow. Yeah, I don't I think, or he can carry MJF. I think that first spot where MJF either gets hit or gets thrown down, huge pop instantly. Oh, absolutely. Instant pop. Yeah, this is one of the best, maybe if not the best, storytelling leading up to Double or Nothing, in my opinion, mm-hmm. between Wardlow and MJF. Um, obviously, Hangman and CM Punk is up there too, but um, Wardlow and MJF, one of the best feuds in AEW right now, no doubt about it. So, interesting take there on my fantasy bookings. Um, I really just want to see one of those happen. I think it'd be great. <laughs> Um, but I'm really excited for the match in general. They've actually been uh, building Spears as that giant killer, too, which I think is pretty entertaining. So wrapping up on the dynamite aspect of things. So this Wednesday, like I said, some matches are still up in the air for double or nothing. And that includes the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament's uh, semifinal matchups that are happening on Wednesday and one on Friday for Rampage, actually, before the finals are set up for double or nothing. So. Let's break it down and let's predict the semifinal matchups. So first in the men's tournament, we have Kyle O'Reilly taking on the ROH World Television Champion Samoa Joe this Wednesday on Dynamite. The winner of this will take on Adam Cole at Double or Nothing. Who do you guys like? Uh, This match has the potential to be one of the best in the tournament. Um, I think their best bet storyline-wise would be to go for O'Reilly. Um, although Joe is like the ROH champion, um, either have a, a screwy finish with uh, lethal, um, and all of them, or just give O'Reilly the win. I think it's going to be a hard hitting match. Um, I'd like to see a submission win though with this. Definitely. Now he got the submission over Ray Phoenix, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. So. He caught him from the cutter and got him into, I think an arm bar. Yeah. Very interesting stuff there. Alex, who do you have in this one? I just think Joe's going to take it. Um, like you said, he is the champ. And I just, I kind of think it makes more sense. 
So I'm going to go with Joe. So I'm going to have to align myself with Logan here. I do think Kyle Riley is going to win. I see Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh getting involved here and costing Samoa Joe the match because you kind of have to protect the loser either way. Um, and this sets up an O'Reilly versus Adam Cole match for the finals of Double or Nothing. Two undisputed elite members taking on one another. I don't necessarily love the matchup in the storyline. I think they could have done a little bit something else with this tournament. But at this point, we got what we got. And I think O'Reilly and Adam Cole makes the most sense right now. Yeah. So, And we will predict that matchup or whatever matchup we think it will be um, in a little bit when we get to Double or Nothing. Uh, but let's re let's uh, get through these semifinal matchups, though. Going to the women's tournament this Wednesday, it'll be Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, in the semifinals. Personally, I think this should be should be the final. I think we should see this match on Double or Nothing, but nonetheless, we see it in the semifinals. Who do you guys like? So, the money, the biggest star in the entire tournament has been Britt Baker. Uh, the money match at Double or Nothing would be Britt Baker against uh, either Soho or Statlander. But the first hot take of the night is going to be uh, Tony Storm beating Britt Baker. Interesting. So I've been back and forth with this prediction. I think this is the hardest one, even looking at the Double or Nothing predictions. I think this is the hardest one to predict. I have actually no idea what's going to happen. Uh, before I get my prediction, though, Alex, who do you think is going to win it? I think it's going to Britt Baker. I do agree. It's quite the hot take. Um, I think it goes to Britt Baker, though. So I agree with you. I think they're going to give it to Britt Baker. I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Storm wins, though. Uh, maybe we see some interference from Jamie Hayter or Rebel. Um, but some maybe a little bit more fantasy booking out of me here. My ideal scenario would be Tony Storm wins the match, but Jamie Hayter actually interferes in Britt Baker's demise. So, like, mm. Jamie Hayter turns on Britt Baker, Tony Storm wins, goes on to win the whole tournament, and then that sets up a Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter feud. Because I think whatever you put Baker in is going to be money. Absolutely. Um, regardless if she wins a whole tournament and faces Jade Cargill for the TBS Championship. Or if she drops this match with Tony Storm in some way and then sparks a feud with uh, a wrestler like Jamie Hayter that or bring, maybe even somebody else. That brings up an interesting point because WWE right now is doing their women's division, although the Sasha and Naomi thing is a whole different story. Right. Um, there's a lot of storylines happening that aren't for the title in the women's division that you usually only see for the men's. So I would like AEW to do more um, non-title feuds with the women like how mjf and wardlow it's one of the best feuds going in right mm -hmm. now not for a title um yeah, so i think yeah. they could do that with baker and hater yeah i would absolutely love to see that um i could see that the reason i'm picking baker though is because i think jamie hater will get involved but i think it's going to be for Britt baker not against her um even though i'd love to see it against her and maybe even build jamie hater that way too um, either one of these women, I think, is going to either win and just win the whole tournament, whether that be Tony Storm or Britt Baker. So some interesting stuff there. Definitely some disagreements. We'll see what happens on Wednesday. That match is completely up in the air to me. But looking towards this Friday, Rampage, the other semifinal matchup in the women's division, it's Ruby Soho taking on Chris Statlander, who was a bit of a late entrance into the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Who do you guys like and why? Um, <clears throat> so... Like I said, hot takes central. Uh, I think Chris Statlander should win this. Uh, they've been, uh, they changed her gimmick um, and have kind of been building her 
to be not really like a dominant force, but you know, someone to be reckoned with. And I think giving her the win, especially over someone like uh, Soho, would just boost her career to the next level. Yeah, I do agree. I think that would be the push. Like, if they wanted to push, I just don't know if they do want to push right now. So I think it's going to go to Soho. So I think that they put Statlander in this tournament for a reason, and AEW still hasn't used Soho's full potential, in my opinion. So I do think Statlander is going to win this match. Um, just to build Statlander, even though I could easily see Ruby Soho being a future women's champion, but with how she's booked right now, I see her dropping this match and then potentially finding a new feud later on. That's kind of been a thing with Ruby Soho so far in AEW. She pops up here and there, and then mm-hmm. she goes away for a little bit, and then she pops up again. Um, honestly, I think they're undervaluing her a little bit. Yeah. I think Ruby Soho could be um, one of the top wrestlers in the women's division. That is definitely lackluster at times. Yeah. So I think Ruby Soho has the potential. They're just not booking her right. Yeah, she could definitely be what Jericho was at the beginning of AEW, that veteran star that can make uh, the younger talent while also uh, uh, bringing that championship to the prestige it should be. Yeah, and Ruby Soho, a great wrestler herself. So I think it's going to be a great matchup on Rampage, but I do think Statlander is going to win. But regardless, like I said, I think whoever wins, Storm and Baker, is going to go on to win this whole tournament. But we will get into that in just a little bit. But first... We have to talk about the buy-in. Yes, it's finally time for the double or nothing predictions. I mentioned this is the fourth double or nothing already. Um, Time has gone by really fast for this company, but man, we all love AEW and we're happy. It's in our lives. Let's talk about the buy-in. It's Danhausen and Hook teaming up for the first time, taking on Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Who do you guys like in the buy-in? There's no other choice besides Hookhausen. Come on. Danhausen's going to be throwing curses. Hook, they're going to be sending Hook. Like, there's no other choice. I love Tony Nese. I love, I don't love Sterling, but I appreciate what he does. He's hysterical. Um, <laughs> I love Sterling, man. He's so funny. Uh, yeah, it's got to be Hookhausen. Um, the, uh, the weird bedmates that they are. <laughs> Alex, who do you got? I agree. It's got to be Hookhausen. You got to love in wrestling when they take two guys that just, I don't know, shouldn't be partners, and then they're partners. It's just, historically, it's always great every time. It's never missed. Uh, so it'll kind of be like that comedy-esque match, uh, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's it's obvious that Danhausen and Hook are going to win this match, but I so badly want to see Sterling and Danhausen in the ring together. Like, Sterling <laughs> is built. Like, he actually trains, True. but... I think they're going to make this a gimmick match where like Sterling is a lawyer and he doesn't know how to wrestle and then him in there with Dan Housen, I think it's just going to be funny. Um, hopefully hook will get a nice spotlight though, by like ragdolling Tony niece. That'd be a lot. Yeah. Um, ragdolling him around a little bit and then to protect niece, maybe get hooked to pin Mark Sterling in a short, but fun match in the buy-in. That's my prediction. And I saw something on Twitter. I believe it was the AEW out of context account. Um, something like a fantasy booking of where Danhausen and Hook win this match, they build a bond and that tag team together, and then they actually split from Team Taz, and it completes Hook's like face turn, and they become a tag team in the future. And I, I, I kind of digged it a little bit. I can see it. Kind of digged it. So we'll see what happens with Danhausen and Hook in the future. But Hook is worth a million bucks. Danhausen, you either hate him or you love him, but <laughs> when he's in the ring, the crowd. More, more than not yeah. seem to love them. So 
we'll see what happens there in the buy-in but i think Danhausen and hook is a a definite prediction here they are going to win this match moving on though we just talked about the owen hart foundation tournament let's get down to the finals here um logan i believe both of us said adam cole versus kyle riley would be the matchup yeah um at, uh, Alex, I think you had Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. So, yes. Alex, I'll go to you first. Who do you think wins that match? Uh, yeah, I think it goes to Adam Cole, uh, which, I don't know, kind of stinks by me picking Samoa Joe, but I just think that's the way it's going to go. Makes sense. Yeah, Logan? that's respectable. Um, I also have Adam Cole, but we're not getting the Kyle O'Reilly-Adam Cole match that we're used to. We're getting a finger poke of doom. The Undisputed Elite are still strong. Kyle is going to get poked in the chest, fall down, and we're getting an Adam Cole baby as the pin happens. No match. Okay. Don't give the fans what they want just yet. Ooh, that's interesting. I don't know if it would happen because they just cut that promo together saying, like, it's going to be a great match, respectable and all that. But, I mean, that might just be part of Anything the gimmick, you happen. know? And there's so many matches on this card to where they might want to do something like that. Exactly. And they teased it with the Baker and uh is it ito match yeah 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 they teased it because like ito was at first was selling into it mm-hmm. like oh I, we used to tag together you can just pin me and then did the complete yeah. opposite yeah I, I wouldn't hate seeing it um personally i think it was going to be like a great technical match between adam cole and kyle o'reilly uh but if that is the matchup which i think it will be it's kind of predictable um i think adam cole wins that match even if it is against samoa joe which i don't think it will be um i think adam cole uh, gets out of this Owen Hart Foundation tournament. I think he goes on and hopefully corrects the atrocity that is the TNT title right now. I mean, can we talk about that real quick? Oh, man. The, the TNT title, the disgrace that Scorpio Sky and, unfortunately, Sammy Guevara have put on this prestigious, used-to-be prestigious TNT title. I mean, what's going on? What are they doing? It's It's... Looking back to what the TNT, not just what Cody did, uh, you know, three-time Cody as champ, but, I mean, Darby Allen's run, Miro's run, even the short Brody Lee run, uh, the TNT title, at one point, in my opinion, was kind of higher than the AW world title, um, and now it's just the sideshow uh, kind of the bathroom break match and right. section, I really think. Yeah, you're not wrong. I just don't see how we went from those guys you mentioned, like Brody Lee, Cody Rhodes, Darby Allen, and Miro, to what we're seeing now, week mm-hmm. in and week out. And I love Sammy Guevara. I keep on saying it. And I think his first like his first title run was great. And that ladder match that I witnessed in person at Beach Break was fantastic. And then they throw the men of the year in with Dan Lambert, who I, I like Dan Lambert. Mm-hmm. He's got UFC connections. I know who the guy is. But just it, it just hasn't worked yeah. in AEW for me. And honestly, Scorpio Sky is not a bad not a bad uh, wrestler in his own right. He's not a bad yeah. uh, star. It's just these two aren't blending well, and no one's really noticing that yet. Like in the back. Yeah, I was never a fan of the Men of the Year, even when they were when they were attacking Darby mm-hmm. for the TNT title. Um, I thought the TNT title was okay when it was like Darby Allen. Um, Andrade mm-hmm. and Sammy, like that triple threat feud going on for a while. I thought it was okay. Um, and now it's just completely disgraced. I mean, we just had uh, Frankie Kazarian and Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti just completely ruin the belt. Say, yeah. Even though they have two of them, so it doesn't really matter. Um, 
Alex, do you have anything on me for me on the TNT title? No, I I 100% agree. Bathroom break esque title, and it yeah. shouldn't be honestly. In just you know sports entertainment in general, if you're gonna have a title and you want the matches to matter, make the title more significant. Absolutely, and they're not so. Absolutely, and like it used to be such a big deal too, and like it was on these prestigious wrestlers. And I don't know if it was better, like, or held in higher prestige than the AEW title, like you said, Logan, but it was up there. Mm-hmm. If not, it was equal to. Absolutely. And now it feels like the B belt. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be this less significant belt for less significant wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It should be right up there with the AEW title like it was when it was first introduced. Um, right now, definitely not that way, but I think this Owen Hart Foundation tournament can correct that wrong as Adam Cole Whoever he faces, whether that be a Scorpio Sky, whether that be a Sammy Guevara, I think Adam Cole easily wins that match. And then we finally get something good with a TNT title. Maybe Undisputed Elite break up, and then that's his first feud. Who knows what's going to go on with them, but I hope Adam Cole at least corrects the TNT title by winning this tournament. I think that's what's going to happen here. Going to the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament, though. Uh, different predictions here. I think you had Tony Storm, Logan. I did. Um, but I have Dr. Britt Baker taking on Chris Statlander. Um, what's your matchup here, and who do you have winning, Logan? Yeah, so it's uh, it's Tony versus Statlander. Um, two kind of – they haven't really been in the title – any title picture. Uh, Tony Storm just coming in, and Chris Statlander kind of dwindling away with the best friends. Um, but now uh, uh, reinventing herself, I think – um, this match should go to Statlander if they're going to build her and push her Interesting. Uh, past Soho. Uh, they should uh, just pull the trigger because Tony Storm is a star just by name, whereas Statlander does need to be built up a little bit more. Interesting. So if it's Tony Storm and Statlander, I would want Tony Storm to win and then Tony Storm to go on to get the TBS title. Um, but I mean, if they build if they build Statlander, I wouldn't be opposed to that mm-hmm. either. Um, I think that whatever they do. With the Owen Hart Foundation tournament for the women, I think they're in a good spot because the women division has always been lackluster, like I said, but they're sitting with gold right now Absolutely. with these four women. They just need to make it right. Alex, I think you had Baker versus Soho. Yeah. Who do you have one in that one? So Baker versus Soho, you know, they kind of already have a little bit of rivalry as it is in the past. Uh, I do think Britt Baker does take it again, though. Might make for kind of a boring night, but I just think Adam Cole, Britt Baker, they both walk out of the tournament winners. Yeah, well, I didn't couple, think about the that. Couple. I, I didn't think, think they, about I that. think I think the couple comes out strong, uh, and AEW does something with that. Huh? I that was I didn't even think that yeah. was a complete right field. That went right over my head. I guess I also had Britt Baker winning this match against Statlander here because Baker versus Jade Cargill. For the TBS championship match, it would just be one of the hottest things in the AEW women's division since Baker won the title. I mean, Baker is the money person in the AEW women's division. So putting her in the title picture, this time the TBS title picture makes total sense to me. I think that's what they're going to do. Like I said, I hope that Tony Storm wins the match against Baker because Jamie Hayter can have that feud with Baker if she turns on her. Um, so I hope that's what happens. And then Tony Storm beats Statlander. That's my hope. That's not my that's not my prediction. My prediction is that Baker is going to beat Statlander, and it would be the streak going up against the doctor who was the biggest women's star in AEW. So um again here though, talking about the men, Adam Cole fixing the TNT title. 
with the women's bracket, I think the same thing uh, could happen. I don't think the CBS title needs fixed, but I think it's time that it moves off of Jade Cargill's shoulders. Um, I don't love the baddie gimmick, but it's not terrible at the same time. I just think it's time that that streak comes to an end, and I could easily see the most notorious women in AEW in Britt Baker doing that. Absolutely. So what do you guys think of that? Do you think the winner of the women's tournament goes on to beat Jade Cargill? Uh, I think they should. Um, nothing against Jade Cargill, but the fact that she's the only uh, TBS champion ever, um, and she really hasn't done anything to further that besides the streak, uh, I think it's kind of a failed experiment. Maybe uh, get it off her and put it back on her later down the line um, after she's you know, evolved, changed uh, something a little bit. Uh, I do think Statlander is the best choice to do that, though. You know, get that homegrown talent. Um, not that Britt Baker yeah. isn't homegrown, um, but she's a bigger name. So get that younger star. Yeah, I wouldn't hate Statlander doing that either, or Storm, or Baker. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think they're sitting on gold right here. Yeah, Alex, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, either way, you're going to be able to push one of these female wrestlers, whichever one you really want. It's just what direction do they want to go with storyline building is yeah. really what it's going to come down to. Plus, I mean... It's not like Jade Cargill would be done if she loses no. the title. She could right. easily be like, hey, I'm going to take my baddies and go for something even greater. Give me that women's championship Absolutely. and go after either Thunder Rosa or Serena Deeb. And I think that makes a lot of sense, too, because she's a legitimate contender in the women's division. And I think the championship belt needs that type of um, feud and storyline going into a potential next pay-per-view or even a next big event for a dynamite. So we'll see what happens there. And we will predict that match here shortly, but it's time to get into the tag team match between the Hardys and the young bucks, a little bit of a late announcement for this match, but this is the match I'm potentially most looking forward to. And what I'm predicting to be the match of the night, the young bucks, they're always on fire and on pay-per-views. They never miss and they're undefeated at double or nothing. So we'll see what happens there. Does their streak continue? Do they drop to the Hardys? It's a tag team of the 2000s versus the tag team of the 2010s and the 2020s. Who do you guys have winning? So I got a question now because we talked about it earlier. You weren't a huge ROH fan. Uh, the Hardy boys, before they returned to WWE, their last match was against the Young Bucks where they lost in the ladder match. So it's kind of like... You know, the Hardys are now back in the Young Bucks territory. Um, I think the best bet would be to give it to the Hardy Boys. Um, the Young Bucks don't need this win over the uh, the veterans and the Hardys. Um, I'm a little surprised there's no gimmick to this match. It's just a straight tag team match. I still think it's going to be fire anyway. Like, whether it's ladders or not, I think it's going to be a great match. Mm -hmm. Was the ladder match in ROH? I'm yes, sure it was. It, it was. It was bonkers. It, I'm sure it was I'm, great. I'm not. I'm not sure if it was five stars, uh, but in my opinion, it should be. If it's not closest thing to it, I mean, yeah. Alex, who do you got? I I think you know you're saying there's no gimmick to this match, and I think my hope is that this is going to be a story that's going to start. This is going to be a feud. It won't be the last time that we see these two tag teams against each other. Um, maybe something like, you know, you want to look old school. You see your Edge and Christian versus Jeff Hardy and uh, Matt Hardy, and you're always seeing these guys fight each other. Maybe AEW does something like that. And I think that the Young Bucks will win it, 
um, and just kind of put them more on a pedestal than they already are. Like you said, they don't really need it, but it only pushes them more. And then something goes on and this storyline continues. Okay, interesting. I wouldn't hate it because I think all four wrestlers are fantastic at what they do. So it would be great to see a couple matches here. And, like, this match this match happens. Who's not going to want to see another ladder match anyway? Oh, right. I mean, so, when this match got announced, I was freaking out because right. I didn't see their match in ROH. And Hardy's Young Bucks, I mean, that is just generational talent at its greatest. It's a dream match. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my opinion, though, I think the tag team of the 2000s, I think the veterans, the Hardys, Pull out away with the win. I think they outclass the new generation of tag team wrestlers in the Young Bucks. Because I think a win doesn't really do much for the Young Bucks here. I think regardless, they're still going to be one of the best tag teams in the world and present themselves that way. Whereas it would mean a lot for the Hardys to win their first big match as a tag team in AEW. And this could potentially be their last run as a tag team and potentially their only run as a tag team in All Elite Wrestling. So if the Hardys, I think they might get pushed enough to the point where they become AEW Tag Team Champions. I wouldn't be opposed. I wouldn't be opposed to it either, but I think that starts here at Double or Nothing, picking up their first big win against a big-time talent in the Young Bucks. So that's my prediction here. Moving on, though, another tag match. This time, it's a trios match. We have Death Triangle versus House of Black. Death Triangle, we got Pac, Penta, and Ray Phoenix. House of Black, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King. I know you like your good old House of Black there, Logan. Who do you got in this one? Yeah. Um, well, it is in Vegas, and they say in Vegas the house always wins. So <laughs> got to give it to the House of Black. I mean, I just think um, hearing the rumors that they're bringing a trio's title in. Um, Are you a fan of that? I am. Um, okay. Interesting. In, it, it, the, especially since the tag team aspect of AEW, in my opinion, has always been its best. So getting a little more light on that with a trio's title, especially being that uh, look at how many factions are in AEW, so um, you know, it, in, it leads to uh, more matches with more stars, uh, more ability for different storylines than just regular tag teams. Um, so I think this could be the bouncing off point, uh, get the House of Black to those trio's titles. So I've always been opposed to the trio's titles. Just because I think it would make things a little messy. Sure, we have some trios out there, a couple different factions in AEW, but I don't want it to get to a point like, I don't watch WWE nowadays, but I'm a, I imagine that the women's tag team titles in WWE are kind of lackluster because there's not many women tag teams. Yeah. And I feel like that might be the same scenario here in AEW because, sure, we have your factions, you have your trios, but I feel like we might get to a point where, sure, House of Black is the trio's title, uh, holders but then they face off against death triangle maybe the jas undisputed elite or something mm -hmm. and then they run out of contenders and i don't want that to be a thing mm -hmm. and i'm totally fine with like a trio or maybe a big faction like the jas um formerly inner circle or the undisputed elite just to have two members representing the group or faction and then winning the tag team titles mm -hmm. like i don't have a problem with maybe Buddy Matthews and Brody King yeah. winning the tag team titles and then them presenting them to Malachi Black and being like, we're the champions, even though it's the tag team and not like a trios title. Yeah. I'd also be uh, up for that. I just know that they uh, have been rumors about the trios yeah, title for a while, too. And I I wouldn't I think 
know, I trust AEW and I trust Tony Khan mm-hmm. to where if they were to implement it, I wouldn't be upset and I think it would be successful. Um, but right now, I think it's kind of up in there. Um, I don't see a need for it, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Do you have a, a thought on that, Alex? Yeah, I would like to bring in a trio's title. And yeah. if I were to bring in a trio's title, I would give it to one of these factions mm. and have them hold it for a very long time. Because like you said, Jake, there's not necessarily too many guys that they're going to be able to beat. So they just beat out everybody. And whenever they're ready to really bring in the next big faction, that's the team to beat the trio title. Yeah, And I think that'd be really, really cool. And that's how I'd want to do it. It almost reminds me of just like any big, like, I don't know, evolution in uh, WWE back in the day. Just like, those guys, they're just like, who's going to beat these guys? Who's going to beat mm-hmm. these guys? And then either they fall apart, and then there's rivalry within the faction, or they finally get beat. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I like those kinds of storylines. Plus, I feel like three belts is kind of clunky. It's kind of corny, but right. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a know. huge fan of uh, like factions holding all the gold. Like yeah, the no, shield. I, I, I love that. That's, that's why I think the trios title could be a better way to do that instead of giving... Yeah. Malachi, the TNT, although I think he'd be an amazing TNT champion, instead of giving them one of those titles, having them all be represented. Yeah, Yeah. because then that way it eliminates... You're able to make more storylines because when one guy's holding one championship, one guy's holding the other, and the other guy's holding the other, it's all... I'm not a big fan. I I like it, but it it eliminates a lot of storylines because it's all directed towards this one thing. And I think that if you bring in a trios title... You're going to be able to have all these other great storylines and still have the trios title. That's it's just fair. really about how much significance that we've talked about that they put on the titles. Absolutely. Yeah, I get that. That's completely fair. Um, I think we're kind of seeing that in WWE with the whole bloodline and Roman Reigns and the Usos. So mm-hmm. I do understand that. I just think it's like it's so cool seeing that faction be so dominant with yeah. tag titles and potentially an AW like a TNT or AW title there as well. I don't so, think we'll I don't see. think. You know, bless my knowledge, I don't think anyone, any faction has done that yet. Mm-hmm. Hold all the belts. I don't think so. I, I did the, I don't think the Inner Circle ever won the tag team titles. No, um, they would have been Santana the closest Ortiz thing to never it. did, and I don't think Jericho and Sammy held the titles at the same time. Yeah. So I don't think any factions held all the gold in right. uh, theory. Maybe it's something that I'm not into. Maybe they have Alex's opinion on that. We'll have to see. You know, they should have introduced the trios titles when. Marco Stunt was with Jurassic Express. That would have been well, the Christian, perfect Christian trio. Cage could still do it. Ah, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I was just trying to make a Marco Stunt joke. I don't like Marco Stunt. <laughs> He's not an AEW Keep Marco anymore, Stunt out of my wrestling. Uh, <laughs> the funny little dude, man. I can't. <laughs> Jurassic Express, though. Yeah, we'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, but I don't think I got a prediction from Alex. Death Triangle, House yeah. of Black. Who do you have winning at Double or Nothing? I want to see Death Triangle win. I like them more. However, I do think House of Black is going to win. It's just, I don't know if it's obvious or not, but it just kind of seems, I just kind of get the vibe that that's where they're going. Uh, So, yeah, House of Black. I agree with the House of Black prediction here. Um, I just think that one of the best things in AEW right now, and they need to beat Death Triangle, move on from them, and get into a great storyline with, the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, absolutely. I oh, mean, could you imagine? The matches. And like I said, they're in Vegas and the house always wins. Yeah. So. I mean, they could make a promo out of that this Wednesday or Friday. Do something super easy. I mean, Malachi Black is a king of promos. Oh, absolutely. So 
House the, of Black, all money right now. Yeah. Talking about the Blackpool Combat Club, the next match we're going to predict is the Anarchy in the Arena match. This features John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz versus the Jericho Appreciation Society, being Chris Jericho, Angela Parker, Matt Menard, Daniel Garcia, and Jake Hager. Before we get into the predictions of the match, let's talk about the match itself. Anarchy in the arena. We talked about this a little bit before taping. Logan, what do you make of the anarchy in the arena stipulation? Because we are both on the same page about this one. Yeah, it's so we talked uh, before the show. You had never seen NXT um, and uh, Regal had this thing where he would always announce for war games. And what's AEW's war games, but blood and guts. And so you have Regal there. You have two factions that like to get bloody, like to get violent. Why not put them in the cage? I completely agree with you. And when Jericho was cutting that promo on Dynamite, he literally said, let's do a match that I'm an expert in. Let's do a match that I've been involved in. And I was like, dude, they're doing blood and guts at double or nothing. No way. And then he said stadium stampede in which Moxley completely tore that down right away. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, I don't understand why they didn't do blood and guts, man. Yeah. And the first time they did it, it was great, but I think it got a lot of criticism because it was on dynamite and they were commercial breaks and this long, extensive, brutal match. And you do blood and guts at a pay-per-view it makes all the sense in the world, and instead we get an anarchy in the arena match. I and I'm, it's still going to be a great match. Oh, absolutely! Like there's still going to be great spots between you know Moxley and Danielson, the Blackpool Combat Club, maybe even um, uh, he get oh, you just said his name NXT will uh, uh, will Regal 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 could, dropped his name there for a second, but Regal I could see him getting involved, maybe laying a right hand on Jericho again. Get the knocks from back in the day. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. So I could see something like that happening, but anarchy in the arena. Uh, time for predictions. Alex, I'll go to you first. Who do you have winning this match? It's tough to say, really, uh, just because there is, I mean, it, it's anarchy. There's so much going on. There's so many different ways that they can take it. So I have zero idea how this team wins. Uh, but I'm going to go with Jericho Appreciation Society, and I think it's just because I'm kind of biased. Um, you like the JAS? Yeah, I love it, actually. Okay. So Who? Who? Besides Jericho and Hager, the other three have done nothing okay. in AEW. I think it's Matt Menard, the guy with the, the square face. Dude, he is hysterical. <laughs> the, the, remix, the remix to Judas is yeah. fantastic. Because he says entertainers, but he says entertainers. It's it's great. I love it. Yeah. Um. Nothing against uh, Jericho Appreciation Society, but they haven't done anything. Um. Besides Jericho and Hager, uh, it's Pinnacle. It's Pinnacle. Sorry. It's uh, Inner Circle 2.0. Um. That's what the name should have been. It should have been. It, it was right there for them, <laughs> and then they, they 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 dropped it. Um. I just think that this match, even if it didn't have a stipulation, if it was just a plain. Uh, uh, tag team match. It has to be Black uh, Blackpool Combat Club with uh, Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. Got it. So I am sticking with Alex here. Actually, I think the JAS can't lose their first match as an entire team mm -hmm. in AEW. And the thing that glares out to me here is that AEW has set up a way for them to win 
by booking their opponents as not being on the same page. Mm-hmm. When you book a way for a team to lose, I see that as what's actually going to happen. Um, I could easily see Danielson and Kingston not getting along and potentially like ruining a crucial moment in the match. You know, Jericho delivers the Judas elbow and the JS wins. Uh, I think it's important that like Santana or Ortiz takes the pinfall though, uh, to not disrupt the momentum that Kingston and the members of the Blackpool Combat Club have. Interesting. If like Danielson or Moxley gets pinned here, that would be the biggest mistake of the entire card. Absolutely. But no, I think Jericho Appreciation Society has to win their first match as an entire team, prove they're legitimate. And like you said, they haven't really done anything. I think now, you know, they have to do something. Make them feel somewhat legitimate and win a big match on a pay-per-view that, you know, Chris Jericho notoriously has done. So I think the I'm not a big fan of the JS. I don't love them as much as Alex does. I think they're a little bit funny. Um, But I do have them beating this clunky team that is that's respectable two-thirds of the blackpool combat club and some eddie kingston santana and ortiz action but we'll see what happens i i expect some good spots i expect some violence especially out of moxley and danielson um maybe some fireballs being thrown jericho is a wizard um i don't really love that but is what it is i still have jericho appreciation society winning this match maybe throw a fireball in santana ortiz's eyes and then pin them one two three regal might get involved we'll see what happens though Let's get into the best viewed in AEW. We talked about it a little bit, uh, previewing the match on Dynamite this week, but uh, all three of us think this match is going to happen. I feel like it's kind of set in stone at this point. Wardlow, MJF, has to happen. I think it will happen at Double or Nothing. Who do you guys have winning this one? Um, so I'm interested. I actually really like when you brought up the Tony Khan um, making uh, Wardlow actually a member of AEW because it makes my prediction a little more likely. Um, I think MJF should win. He hasn't gotten a lot of wins recently. Um, Actually, like, pinfall or submission wins. Uh, I think his last one was maybe in January. Uh, And I think him beating Wardlow will, like, kind of stunt Wardlow's push, but not enough to fully count him out. Makes sense. Alex, who do you got? I think the best thing about MJF is how everybody loves to hate him. You want it's like it's like you you just wanna hate the guy. And what better way to make you wanna just that's his gimmick. What yeah. better way to make you just wanna hate this dude any more than him finally getting this win over this long stretch where Wardlow's coming back, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. And then he loses to MJF. And I'd love it. And I think that is what will happen. So initially, I agreed with you guys. But then I remembered the segments of the contract signing between these two men. And I believe, maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe you guys can correct me or not. I believe that MJF put down the stipulation that if Wardlow, or if Wardlow loses this match, MJF beats him, Wardlow would be out of AW. Yeah, I think that's correct. I believe those words came out of MJF's mm-hmm. mouth in that segment. And I don't see Wardlow leaving AEW. I think he's very hot right now, um, one of the stars in AEW. So I think Wardlow's going to win this match. Um, I could see Sean Spears unintentionally ruining this match for MJF and still protecting MJF here by doing so. But I just desperately want to see Wardlow put MJF through the Powerbomb Symphony. It just 
uh, the crowd pop too. I can just imagine how amazing that would be in that huge T-Mobile arena in Las Vegas. Ideally, MJF kicks out of a couple power bombs, can brag about kicking out of the symphony because, you know, he still brags about beating CM Punk twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just his gimmick, you know. He can still brag about being or he can brag about kicking out of the powerbomb symphony while still losing the match. Mm. So ideally he kicks out of the symphony and then gets powerbombed from the top rope to the one, two, three pinfall. That's my kind of fantasy booking here. I think it's a way to protect MJF still get him to brag about something in this match, but also have Wardlow stay in AEW and go on a stretch maybe for a TNT title. I don't know. We'll see what happens with this. Um, but yeah, I think MJF, should be protected. You guys have him winning. I have Wardlow winning. Regardless, both men need to stay in a, stay in AEW. Both men are completely flawless in AEW as well. Do you guys think MJF is like legit about his contract situation though? Like the 2024 talk that he's been having and talking know. about rumors with him not being happy with Tony Khan in AEW. I mean, this man is so hard to read. It's so mm-hmm. hard. So I don't know if he's being real or fake with this i would imagine he'd want to stay in AEW for a long time but is he also that big bucks guy who might want to jump sail and go to wwe who knows kayfabe's a magical game when you actually keep it real yeah it's it's so up in the air i actually have no idea what to believe i would hope he would stay in AEW, but i feel like he values himself so high that he's going to ask for a price whoever matches it that's where he's going right and we'll see what happens but i mean mjf in AW until then, if he does leave, I mean, he's got to have the title on around him, right? I hope so. Has to. I think you said 365 days, Logan. I think within the next year, 365 days, if MJF doesn't have a title around his waist or over his shoulder, it'll be a crime. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. He's the best thing in AW right now. Um, I don't think there's a lot of disagreement on that. No. Wardlow, I like I said, I just think Wardlow's got to win this just because he needs I, to stay in AEW now, some way. Yeah, talking about the con- contract, yeah, I, I do think MJF's going to win, and I think it's all part of a storyline. I don't genuinely think Wardlow's gone forever yeah, if he yeah. loses to MJF. Uh, and I think booking-wise it'd be cool. You see MJF win, and this is the start to him coming for the title, gets the title, who comes back, Wardlow. Wardlow faces MJF for the title. It'd be pretty sick. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't hate it. Or maybe, like, the one fantasy booking that I had for the Sean Spears match happens here, where MJF just beats Wardlow, and then he's down in the dumps, Wardlow, Mm -hmm. or MJF might be even screaming in Wardlow's face, saying, I did it, you pig, you're out of this company, and then, boom, Tony Khan comes out. Gives him the contract, and then maybe they continue this feud. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the best feuds. I mean, they dragged out the CM Punk feud for how long? Right. Yeah. They could do the same here. And with it was Wardlow. great the whole time. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. The whole time. Maybe, and I think regardless, it'll be great if they do it with uh, Wardlow. Maybe down the line, Wardlow loses here. We don't see him for a few months, and then on a dynamite on a pay per view, we have a like a contract battle royal. You get a bunch of stars in Wardlow in a mask. And then okay. reveals it's Wardlow. Mm, yeah. It was Wardlow all along. You know how I think um, a storyline back in like 2011 with The Miz, he was fired and then came back as the Calgary kid and won the match and revealed himself it's The Miz and gets a huge boo, but this time it's a huge pop for Wardlow. Right. Yeah. I could see something like that happening. Maybe even like a, a mystery opponent yeah. or like a Joker. They love to do that. They so do. We'll mm. see what happens with Wardlow, but 
I do have the Cleveland guy winning. We'll see what happens there, though. Let's get into some title matches here. Starting off, one that I'm actually not excited to talk about, not in the least. The TBS title match between Jade Cargill and Anna Jay. I, like, as great as he is, I feel like Tony for Khan forgot to book a TBS title match for Double or Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he completely forgot because the build to this match literally started on Friday at Rampage. Mm -hmm. Like, what are they? They could have. Anna Jay is a decent enough wrestler to where they could have built this feud over a couple of weeks, maybe even got the Dark Order involved with the baddies and made this match at least something to tune into. Mm -hmm. Instead, we might get a promo or two on Dynamite and Rampage to further this feud, but it literally started on Friday. We're sitting here on Monday. We're going to see the match on Sunday. Who do you guys like? Um, I So this is a weird pick for me because although I think Anna Jay should win, um, you know, give the Dark Order something because they haven't had anything since Hangman won, and now Hangman doesn't even really hang around with them anymore. Um, I think Anna Jay will win and then be a transitional champion. You know, the next defense lose against Statlander. All right. I'm not necessarily opposed, but I think Cargill's got to win this match. I mean, she's on the streak. Um, and like I said, they could have made this a decent feud. It's just not. And when, not if Cargill wins, I think Cargill will win. Mm -hmm. Um, it does set up a great match between her and the winner of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. You think it's Statlander. I think it's Baker. I wouldn't be opposed if it was Storm. Either one of those three women. Take that belt off Cargill. I think that makes a lot of sense. Alex, who do you have between Cargill and Jay, though? I mean, Jay is very good in her own sense, in her own right. But I don't think she has near the skills to, sh like, that she hasn't shown the skills to have what it takes to beat Jade. And I, I think Jade wins this match pretty easy, like without a sweat. It's probably going to be one of the shortest matches on the card, and it's just going to be over pretty quick, and I think Jade just wins. I could see that happening as well. I mentioned it earlier. It's a long card, a lot of matches. I would be surprised if we get that finger poke in the Adam Cole match, like you so. said, Logan. I hope so. And I, couldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Cargill just dominates Anna Jay here. I, I could be wrong, but has this match happened before? I feel like this has been a rampage match between Cargill and Jay. I don't know, but I think it was kind of a similar result where it was just real quick. Jade Cargill hits yeah, the jaded one, two, three. That's a lot of Jade Cargill matches, though. So it's yeah, I, it did happen. It did. It was Anna Jay's first match, actually. Oh, oh, interesting. So I mean, there's some they should build that the storyline with that then. <laughs> oh, I mean, but uh, it's right there. Uh, it's one week, one week feud. Yeah, don't it, need, it's, don't it's, need build. It's really bad. Um, nothing against Jade Cargill either. I mean, she's improved a lot, but right. And Anna Jay, I think she could be great too. I also wouldn't hate Anna Jay like splitting from the Dark Order. Honestly, at this point, I think the Dark Order is dead. Yeah. Um, Stu Grayson left AEW. Yeah. So I just think Dark Order. You know, even Ten, he's a great talent. Just rip yeah, off the I mask, mean, be they, something else. Uh, this past, I think he was in a a trios match. But um, he was. Uh, and the whole time Taz was building 10 up a lot. Yeah, that was the on Rampage against House of Black because yeah. it was um, 10 and Uno. Uno and Fuego Del Sol. Yeah, they were building. Yeah. They like Taz was really building 10 up. Yeah, um, maybe even have him join Team Taz. I wouldn't be opposed. Right there, it's right there. Uh, but no, I'd like Anna J to leave Dark Order, build herself up, and maybe even be a future TBS title 
contender, maybe even the women's title. Uh, and the, like the women's division, it's just like it's so poorly booked. Mm. And I feel like a lot of hate comes from people saying, "Oh, they just don't have the names." They have the, they names. Have the names. They have the names. They're just not being booked well. Yeah. You have Anna J. You have Ruby Soho. You have Tony Storm. Britt Baker's always going to be money. Mm-hmm. I. Serena and, Deem's Serena Deeb is okay. Yeah. Your current champions are great. You just yeah. gotta book these storylines well. Yeah, and I it's agree. not even that they don't have it's not even that they just have names. They also have talent in these young ones like yep. uh Anna J, Tay Conti, Statlander. It's just uh, there's no stories, there's no yeah. build, there's no reason to care for these women. And who's the one um AQA, I think is her name. AQA. She got that one match, I think it was against Cargill. Um, and she put up a fight against her for like a TBS open challenge mm. on a dynamite. And she is like the the predecessor of somebody in WWE right now. I'm blanking on who it is, but AQA mm. showed out in that match. High flying uh wrestler, and I think she could be something in this women's division too. She's still young. I haven't seen her mm-hmm. on AEW television since, but I think AQA would be a great addition too. They're just not booking them well. Uh, we'll see what happens in the women's division, though. But right now, let's go back to some tag team action. The AEW Tag Team Championship match, the triple threat match between Jurassic Express, Absolute Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs from Team Taz, and Swerve Strickland and Limitless Keith Lee. Personally, this match is a pain for me to predict. I was kind of bouncing around a little bit. It's not the easiest match for me, but Logan, who do you got? Um... I don't think this was a hard one. I think it's going to be a decent match. Uh, you have uh, some underrated stars in Hobbs and Stark. Uh, they don't get as much uh, notoriety as I think they deserve. Uh, Keith Lee and Swerve are two great talents. Um, but I do think it's going to stay with uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy just because I think the tag team titles are very prestigious and they're not just going to go to a team that have only been around for a few like Keith Lee and Swerve or a team like Hobbs and Stark. So you're right. The tag team titles are very prestigious, but personally, I don't think they've been shown that way Mm. on AEW television recently. Um, I think it's been a very weird title run with Jurassic Express. I don't know, like, was there an injury to Luchasaurus or something? Because he was off TV for a little bit. It was mostly Jungle Boy having some singles matches. They even have that weird storyline of Jungle Boy and Christian Cage kind of not being on the same page a little bit. Honestly, I just think this has been one of the more clunky AEW title runs when it really shouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. To start, they had a great title run. I think it was that Rampage at Beach Break. I was there, Mm -hmm. and they fought Private Party, I believe, and beat them. At first, it was great, but since it just feels like the tag teams that aren't in the title picture are the ones that are actually prestigious. I mean, we've had those FTR and Young Buck matches, and I feel like FTR right now is seen as a higher tag team than Jurassic Express. Mm -hmm. Like, they're viewed higher and more prestigious than the actual champions, and I don't like how the tag team division isn't revolving around the actual belts anymore. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten that feeling from AEW and what Tony Khan has done, and that's why, like, going back and forth on this match for me... It was between Team Taz and Swerve and Lee. I think this belt absolutely moves hands. Um, I don't think Jurassic Express wins because I just, like I said, it was a clunky run. I think it's going to move on. And I want the AEW tag team division to 
be the center of attention. I want the titles to be the center. Mm-hmm. I don't like sure FTR and Young Bucks can have their five star match all they want, but I want that match to set up a future storyline with a winner of that match taking on the people that actually have the titles. Yeah. And we've heard of all these tag teams wanting to fight for the titles, but then it never comes to fruition. So I think the the titles change hands. But before I say who it goes to, Alex, who do you have? Yeah, Jurassic Express, they got their work cut out for them, for sure. It's going to be a very different match for them. Uh, you were talking about, you know, Powerhouse and Ricky not necessarily having much there, Logan. Uh, I think they're going to win. Uh, I think Jake... What you said was 100% accurate in that the titles don't necessarily feel like much right now. And what better way to reset that than new champions, new storyline, let's move on. And I just I just in general, I don't think Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are going to pull through uh, just in general. Like, you know, they were already having these singles matches, and I don't even know if the tag team stays very long much longer to begin with but that might be a hot take but either way i think the titles change and i'm gonna give it to ricky starks and powerhouse hobbs alex i agree with you team taz almost never comes out on top in a storyline and ricky starks is money not only on the mic but in the ring and i think he could carry powerhouse hobbs in a potential title run and i could see swerve and keith lee winning too Mm mm-hmm but they're still fresh and new as a tag team. And like I said, Team Taz has to win something and just to feel legitimate again, almost like the JAS. They haven't done much. They can't lose their first match as a team. I think the same goes here. Team Taz, they haven't won a lot recently. They throw around the um, the title that Ricky Starks has. Mm. The, uh, what's it called again? The F- FTR. Thank for you. The, or FTW. FTW for the win. Yeah, thank you. The FTW title, they kind of just throw that around and make it a championship match, even though it's not a legitimate championship in AEW. Yeah. I think it's time for to put some respect on Team Taz. I think they're going to go 2-0 and on the night uh, with Danhausen and Hook and also here with Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Just get a fresh slate in this tag team division, have them be the center, and then whoever wins the Hardys and Young Bucks match, maybe have them be a number one contender or maybe put them up against FTR because FTR has kind of been Mm -hmm. one of those more prominent tag teams as well. And then make that, that first match could be more of like a transition champion to put the titles on like the Hardys, Mm -hmm. but we'll see. I do like them winning. I think the best bet I'm sticking with drastic express winning. Um, I think the best bet would to not have a transitional champion um, because I think red dragon should be the next champions. And, um, I think because Red Dragon's kind of just been shadowed inside of Undisputed Elite. Um, and once the tournament's over with O'Reilly and Cole, um, especially since I hope that no, like, nothing happens in the match to where O'Reilly and Cole start to feud uh, just yet. I hope that down the line they do. Um, but I want Red Dragon to stay together and win the titles. That's interesting because if they do, and then Adam Cole goes on to win the TNT title... Get the whole title mm-hmm. faction we get, we again. Were just, we were just talking exactly. about that. Mm-hmm. Three titles on three men in the same faction. Exactly. I don't hate it. Um, I would prefer them being on the Young Bucks, FTR, or Ricky Starks and Powers Hobbs. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens, though. Um, and it's kind of hard to think about who should get pinned here. Um, personally, I would say Swerve. I was thinking Swerve. Unfortunately, because um, I really like Swerve, too. But Keith Lee absolutely cannot get pinned in this match. No. Um, if 
Jurassic Express or Keith Lee and Swerve win, then I could see Ricky Starks or Powerhouse taking the pin. Um, but I have them winning, so I'll say Swerve Strickland gets pinned by Ricky Starks. Yeah, why not? Starks. If you're... Yeah, why not? And I think Ricky Starks can absolutely carry that tag team title run. Maybe have team or have Taz himself cut a couple yeah. promos. Like I said, they're underappreciated like for sure. Yeah. I don't necessarily love Powerhouse Hobbs. And when he does, he kind of just plays off that big man gimmick. If, but. if they switched him for 10, I don't think many people would even notice Eric Kane. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're not wrong. Plus, yeah. Team Taz, finally time for them to come out on top, go 2-0 on the night. Let's go to the AEW Women's Championship match. Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. And honestly, I think this is Thunder Rosa's first true feud in defense of the title. I don't count Nyla Rose as a feud because whenever there's a new women's champion, they're just like, all right, let's throw Nyla Rose as the first feud because it's Nyla Rose and we can just have her be all dominant and then just have her lose. Yeah. Right. It, I could not stand that feud. Finally, uh, Thunder Rosa has a real, um, not threat here, but a real feud going on mm-hmm. with Serena Deeb, who I think is absolutely deserving of this um, championship match. But who do you guys have? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. She deserves this match. Um, when she first came to AEW, I said that she should get a little bit of spotlight. Um, I don't think she should be champion. I think Thunder Rosa should uh, prevail in this match just because uh, the thing with AEW is there aren't a lot of transitional champions. I mean, Cody was one. Are there right. any other ones? Like, and that's why I don't like transitional champions a whole lot. Um, I know I said something about Anna Jay being it, but, you know... Uh, I don't think Thunder. I don't think the main title should ever be transitioned like that. Um, so I think Thunder Rosa uh, could win this and maybe face, like you said, Jay Cargill a uh, little down the line, or uh, Britt Baker again. Maybe Statlander goes up even farther than the TBS title. So Thunder yeah, Rosa definitely have some women to pick from out of that Owen Hart's tournament. Alex, who do you have here in the women's championship match? Yeah, I think Thunder Rosa's reign hasn't even really hit second gear yet and i couldn't agree more yeah this is the match that does that so uh, yeah i'm going with thunder rosa what do you guys think of the feud itself though like do you like the feud do you think it's kind of missed do you think it's hit what do you guys make of it Uh, i don't i don't think it's missed at all i don't think it's one it's definitely not one of the top one top feuds of the card um i did think that that segment with dustin was a little weird uh, but I think yeah. it was kind of just to get Thunder Rosa out there to get that one up. Uh, she has the title now, too. Serena Deeb stole the title and walked away with it. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, so I, I want to see what they do on Dynamite and Rampage for sure. Personally, I think it's been a little bit awkward. You know, the, they did, I think, two separate promos where they just stood on the stage mm-hmm. and talked. And neither woman is that great on the mic. So the build to this match, I think, hasn't been the greatest, even though I expect great things from both women in the match itself. And that Dustin promo, it was a little bit weird because I personally forgot the little video package that they played with Dustin being like Thunder Rosa's mentor Mm -hmm. and like teacher in a way. So if you kind of forget that, then it doesn't really make sense. But um, it did kind of make sense. And I loved Serena Deeb's words from her promo. But they didn't connect with the audience because they were screaming what the entire time, even though she was ta- actually talking about serious things like women being treated like dirt in professional yeah. wrestling for years. So I think the promo itself and the words were fantastic, but 
just that connection with the audience isn't there, mm-hmm. and it's so unfortunate. I also miss the professor aspect so, to Serena oh Deeb's at, like the whole uh, what, like the five minute challenge. She was doing the or, five minute challenge. I loved that. Yeah, it built her up so really well. Did. Being the professor of wrestling, I loved what Serena Deeb was doing there. Um, unfortunately, she's kind of let that go mm-hmm. in this uh, this feud with Thunder Rosa. But I completely agree with you. I couldn't have said it better with the whole second gear analogy there with Thunder Rosa's title run. I think Thunder Rosa has to win this match. Um, she's probably going to win a couple more title defenses. They like to stick a belt on the women or men for the main title and leave it on them for a while. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's going to happen here with Thunder Rosa. Maybe a Jade Cargill uh, feud makes sense in the future if she drops the TBS title. I'd mm-hmm. love to see that, but I do have Thunder Rosa winning this match. Last but not least, the AEW Men's Championship match, the main events of Double or Nothing 2022 in Las Vegas. It will be Adam Hangman Page versus the best in the world, CM Punk. I'm pumped for this match. What do you guys think? Who do you think is going to come out victorious with the AEW title? I'm also pumped for this match. I think it's going to be, if not, Punk's best match, one of his best matches since his return. Um, what I, I expect to happen is you have to have this spot. Even if I think CM Punk is going to win. I really do. I hope he does. I want him to win. Um, and I'll get to later why. But you have to have this spot in the match where Hangman's on the apron, goes for the buckshot, and before swinging, instant into the GTS. Mm. Boom. It's If they do it right, it'll be so smooth. It's the spot you have to do. Um, but I think CM Punk's going to win. Um, Hangman's title run hasn't been as good as his way to the top um, was. And so I think get it off him for a second. Let Hangman rest for a little bit. Um, and I would even – I would turn Punk heel. I would. I think Punk should be a heel Ooh. champion. I was going to say the same thing. I'll just jump in real quick, and then I'll give it to you, Jake. But I want to see CM Punk win. And I want to see a heel turn. I was hoping I'd be the only one to say it. But Logan was also thinking it too. But I just, is CM Punk one of the best guys on mic just Mm -hmm. in general in wrestling ever? Yes. And it's because of when he was a heel in WWE mainly. It was like, it was just his heel mic skills are just so incredible. And he's just, he's just, is such a good heel mm-hmm. that I think this is the way he wins the title and he's the heel. I love it. Oh, man. The, I mean, this thought hasn't even run across my mind, <laughs> so I don't really know how to react to it personally. Like, my first reaction is, I guess, no. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> like, he's since he's returned, he's been the guy, like, I'm sorry I left. I'm back, though. I'm the best in the world. I'm going to win everything. And then to turn heel i mean i if anybody turns heel and can nail it it would be cm punk mm-hmm. so i wouldn't be concerned if he does it and i wouldn't be concerned that it flops because i know he would nail it and be the amazing cm punk that he is mm-hmm. but in this feud it it feels like adam page has kind of turned heel a little bit yeah, yeah he kind of you know? has he's, and, he's definitely got an anger streak on him now right and i haven't i don't really like that I think it's fine to have both men go into it as baby faces mm-hmm. and then have both Hangman and CM Punk chance at double or nothing. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been fine. Um, but for whatever reason, Adam Page is all kind of heel, kind of took in this feud. Um, 
personally mm-hmm. and is kind of aggressive in this one. Page defeated Kenny Omega to win the title. He has defended against Brian Danielson, Lance Archer, and Adam Cole. It's been a great run for Hangman, but I think it's time to drop the title to the best in the world. CM Punk will become the face of the company if he has the AEW belt around his waist. This is going to be the main event. This is going to last at least half an hour. And I want both wrestlers to kick out of finishers, copy each other's finishers, and have a five-star battle to wrap up double or nothing. And you mentioned that buckshot into a clear uh, GTS. I think that makes a lot of sense. I want a GTS to be hit before that and for Mm -hmm. Hangman to kick out. I want to see CM Punk try the buckshot lariat. I want this match to be absolutely insane. I could see either man winning, but I just see CM Punk becoming the champ and Hangman Page rebounding easier than if it was the other way around. I don't know where CM Punk goes if he loses, but I could see Hangman easily coming back um, if he loses this match. He's still great on the mic. He's still a great wrestler. So Page can rebound. Punk becomes a champion. And... Honestly, I like CM Punk staying babyface more because if he does, he can face a heel MJF later on. Yeah, Logan, if I think if Adam Page wins, CM Punk stays babyface. Do mm-hmm. you agree with this statement? I think so. Um, I think because in my fantasy booking world, um, we get CM Punk versus Adam Cole. That's a match. That's a dream match that fans have been wanting since uh, Adam got to the mainstream. Um, Wouldn't Adam Cole be going for the TNT title, though? I mean, maybe down the down the line. Yeah, maybe. down the yeah, line. Yeah. I mean, because CM Punk's probably gonna feud against you know randoms for at least the first month. I think. Right. Um, maybe not turn him heel at Double or Nothing. Maybe maybe turn him heel, you know, into his title run. Um, but I think he should. I don't think. CM Punk should drop the title to MJF. I think there should be someone in between. Okay. So I'm yeah. like on the complete opposite page of you guys. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Like on the complete opposite <laughs> side. Like Alex, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Um CM Punk, what was I gonna say? Um Oh yeah. If you're the best in the world gimmick. Because the thing is, if you're the champion and you're a baby face, you're technically the best in the world, but it's not your gimmick. You know, mm-hmm. your gimmick is whatever it is, you're the hangman, you know. But when you're CM Punk best in the world and you're a heel, it's just such a good gimmick being, mm-hmm. I'm the best in the world because it's always been your thing, but now you're the champion. So whoever beats you has to prove that they can not only be the best in the world, even if CM Punk's been losing and he's not the best in the world, but he says he's the best in the world. Yeah. Well, now you got to beat the champion who is the best in the world and he's a heel. So whoever that baby face is is just going to get the most – gigantic oh, push in AEW history possibly um but i i think if adam page does win cm punk doesn't go heel um and i i also can see hangman winning just yeah. in general maybe, so maybe out of left field but what if we get a cm punk heel turn you know maybe maybe jurassic express loses late earlier and jungle boy gets a push and then we get jungle boy mjf the two of the pillars for the AEW title in a few months in a year I'd I'd love to see it, but I couldn't be on the more opposite side of you guys. Right now. <laughs> like, if CM Punk loses, that's why I would see him turning heel. Like, if he loses, I could see him showing up on Dynamite, being 
No, I am the best in the world. I don't care what anybody has to say about it. I don't know where they are on the Dynamite after, but I don't care what this place has to say about it. Mm -hmm. I am the best in the world. And then he has the match again against Adam Page and then wins that time. And then he has that heel run. I think that makes more sense. Sure, I can see that. Um, But right now, and then if CM Punk wins this match, I think he just kind of goes on the same trajectory that he's on Mm -hmm. and is the babyface. And then while he and then Adam Page can have that rematch and CM Punk still beats him, I think that makes sense. While the MJF and Wardlow feud might be continuing as well, mm. and then have those feuds continue, and then where they're both concluded, have CM Punk and MJF come out on top, reignite the feud, reunite that feud, and uh, get that belt on MJF. Yeah, I think that I think is, is all is of our goals perfect. just to get the belt on MJF. I mean, it's gonna happen. Hundred percent. I love that. I feel like it's got to happen. You know. Yeah. But I. I think that CM Punk and MJF feud makes a lot of sense. They said they would reignite it again mm-hmm. for a belt. I know something about that has come up yeah, on TV. Punk, Punk said something about uh, a belt, and if he has to run through MJF, he'll do that too. Right, exactly. So it's been said. It's been put in stone. And yeah, like if he loses, sure, go on that heel run. But if you're putting that Punk and MJF feud again, you already got the heel, mm-hmm. and that's MJF. So maybe we get a face MJF. I uh, get <laughs> oh no face maybe MJF face was fun MJF. while it lasted with Cody. It was very fun. It was fun, but man, it's I way don't know more when when he started when he gave that. You can't tell me when he when MJF gave that promo on Punk and he kind of was threading the line. I believed him. I believed. He oh could yeah, be a my face. my jaw was dropped that entire promo. I was had no idea what was happening. Yeah, he's only a face when he's in New Jersey. Right, it's the only place. Let's just do a whole tour in New Jersey then. (laughs) (laughs) I I also think that CM Punk is on the last couple years of his career. Yeah, I I think it's coming to an end. And another reason that I think like the heel turn makes sense is because CM Punk, in my mind, wants to end his career as a heel. It's what he was best at in WWE. What he was best at in Um, Ring of Honor too. and yeah, Ring of Honor, I didn't watch. He loves it. He's a heel. He's born to be a heel. I think, you know, knowing that, not knowing, but thinking that it, the end of his career is near, giving him that heel turn just makes a little more sense, too, on top of that. I'm, fi- I'm fine with it but if yeah, he send, loses. Send the title to MJF yeah, as well. Yeah, 100%. I'm fine with it if he loses and then gets the rematch, builds himself up as a heel, and then beats Hangman later. Yeah. I think that makes more sense, but we'll see what happens, man. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. I, like, so Don't get me wrong. Some things on this pay-per-view are predictable, like Jade Cargill's going to win against Anna Jay. I mean, Dan Housen and Hook are going to beat uh, Sterling and Nice. But when you have the biggest match on the card for the AEW Men's Championship match and you don't know who's going to win, it's not predictable. I mean, is there anything better? No, AEW? No. Is there Three anything better than AEW? I mean, come on. All right, well, that will do it for this podcast. I hope you all enjoyed the return of pro wrestling to WZIP Sports. And I hope you all enjoy this Sunday's pay-per-view as AEW takes over Las Vegas, Nevada for the fourth Double or Nothing event. We might see you next time AEW puts on a big show like the Forbidden Door pay-per-view coming up. and We might see you then. And professional wrestling could not be in a better place once again as your host my name is jake murren i was joined today by alex henry and logan buchanan enjoy double or nothing 2022 everyone